welcome to episode 11 of the Atlanta Man podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Rogers, and on today's episode, we'll be discussing the horrible event that took place over the weekend involving Ronald Acuna Jr. and his torn ACL. Um, We'll also get into some game action of what happened this week and uh, just a look ahead of what the Braves are going to do and what they got going on after the All-Star break and uh, for before the trade deadline. But we'll get into that later. Uh, first, we're going to talk about Acuna and um, just the absolute nightmarish scenario that uh, took place this weekend on Saturday in particular. Um, he did have he has a complete tear of his right ACL. Um, it was reported on Saturday night, late into the night, um, but took place during the day in the during the day game um, against the Marlins. Um, the play was pretty tame looking for the kind of injury that happened. Um, just looked like he landed awkwardly on his right knee, and um, it wasn't a gruesome looking injury uh, from from just the first glance of it. But uh, sometimes it's just how it is with these kind of injuries; you can't really tell anything happened because the leg looks like it just lands just a bit awkwardly but that's all it takes sometimes for these kind of injuries to happen especially like an ACL it's not like you can see a bone snap or anything so you can't really tell off the bat what really happened but yeah Cunha was down he was writhing in pain uh, medical staff comes out tries to get him to, to try to get him up and walking and he can't even do that and that's when um, I kind of knew that it was probably just a torn ACL because even sometimes when guys tear their ACLs, they can walk off. Um, that's usually like a partial tear of the ACL, but he couldn't even walk off. They had to cart him off, and um, you know it was revealed later that it was a complete tear of the ACL, which was the worst news possible. But um, well, actually, not the worst news possible. You could have had a like tear of the MCL too, of and the whole knee just blowing out, but. A complete tear of the ACL was um, probably what was expected and just awful news for the Braves and for baseball in general. Um, you know, just one of the best players in the game and just one of the faces of the game going down like this right before the All-Star break, right before he had four days off to get ready for the second half. It's just absolutely brutal. There's no other way to put it. Um, and just the honestly the one thing that this Braves team couldn't afford after all that's happened this year um, you know, the one saving grace of just this team that has been up and down has been Ronald Acuna. You know, he's been awesome all year from opening day on. You know, he's been the best player on the team and maybe the best player in the whole game. Um, he's been fantastic. He's an MVP, front, not a front runner, but in the conversation um, right now for sure for the National League where he was actually, was until Saturday. But, yeah, just uh, you can't really understate how big of a loss this is for this Braves team. Um, you know, you they were able to keep their head above water somewhat going into the break, um, keeping the 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 deficit of being back in the NL East to a reachable distance before the All Star break. And you know, think thinking to yourself that you have a chance to get back in this thing and catch the Mets, but you just can't really think that that's going to happen anymore without Ron Acuna. I mean, you just can't. The, him not hitting leadoff and just the gaping hole that he leaves in the lineup after all the other stuff that has happened with Darno getting injured and all of the Ozuna stuff and him not playing, 
just those three guys in particular were just huge for the 2020 team and were just raking last year. And obviously Acuna raked this year until now, and you got a lot more production out of him than you did from Darno and Ozuna. But um, it being the all-star break and all three of two, two of the three of them being done for the year, um, and Darno not come probably coming back until sometime in August. You know, it's a it's a lot of lot of um, lot of spots in lineup to fill in, and you know you can only hope you can get so much out of these bench guys that you got to fill in with them for. You know, you can only expect so much out of Adrianza and Kevin Smith and you know Guillermo Heredia, Al- Almonte. You know, these guys are bench guys minor league contract guys for a reason um so you can only expect so much out of them even though heredia and almonte have been really good this year adrianza has been good but you know when you start throwing those guys out there every day you know except for for the exception of heredia because he's pretty much played every day and has been solid but you know almonte adrianza he's going to catch up with those guys eventually if you just look at their whole careers that what kind of hitters they are um, below league average hitters, you know, they, they're going to have their moments here and there, but if you start playing them every single day, it's going to catch up to them and they're going to regress. And, um, you know, you can't really afford that because now the Braves are down to, like, I say three, like, competent hitters right now. Maybe you can throw Dansby in there because he's been better lately, but right now it's Freddie, Ozzy, and Austin Riley. And you have, you have six other spots to fill. And um, one of them is a pitcher spot. <laughs> so, you know, the rest of the lineup is just uh, there's a lot to be desired from it. Um, I don't know what the Braves are going to do now to replace Acuna if there is going if they because they already needed to trade for a bat with Ron Acuna still being here. Um, I don't even know if that's going to be on the table anymore. The front office might just say, you know what, there's too many holes to fill and we can't fill them all. We're either gonna sell or we're just gonna stand put with where we at where we're at and just hold on to our prospect capital and just um you know, just get ready for next year because, you know, this season has just not been kind to us. And I would understand if they did that. Um you know, but the Braves could um, make it difficult for them. Um, you know, if they go at come out of this all star break and they are winning games and um like at the if they're at the deadline and they're only like two games back of the Mets like you're putting the front office in a very interesting situation, you know, because in a vacuum, being down two games in your division at the deadline, and you and you're a team that has won the division three years in a row, you're thinking, oh, automatically you're buying at the deadline. You got to go get some pieces, go get some bullpen arms, get another bat if you need to, you know, stuff of that nature, things that can improve the team. But when you're in the situation the Braves are in with without your best player and you know, Mike Soroka's not coming back, you no know, Zuna, Darno's far away, you know, and you, you're just a lot of holes you need to be filled with a bullpen too. They might just say, hey, you know, we might sell or we might just stand put. I could, I could see them really stand, staying put right now more than I could before Acuna because, you know, the big caveat here is that the Braves have to win out of the All-Star break and they have a really tough schedule, so that's not a given, but that's just the theory in my head of when the Braves are holding management's feet to the fire at the deadline. Um, but they have to win, and they got to play the Padres and the Rays and the Mets and the Brewers out of the All-Star break before the deadline, and all those teams are playoff teams, and it's going to be really difficult, but 
you know, maybe this could be a little rallying call for the Braves, you know, without Acuna. You kind of see this sometimes when a team loses their best player, but they can just really rally behind it and, um, you know, run off a good a good streak of games and uh, get themselves back in. And I, I recall in 2019, the Brewers, they lost Christian Yelich, who was going to win the MVP that year if he didn't get hurt. And, you know, everybody declared the Brewers dead. They went on a huge, like, 20-2 and two run to end the season and made the wild card game. You know, I'm not saying the Braves are going to do that, but I'm just saying these kind of things do happen. Um, I don't know if the Braves are going to do that. I would love for them to do that. I think it would be awesome for them to rally behind something like this. But, you know, that's not a given at all. You can't bank on that, especially with the kind of schedule the Braves have coming up after the break. Um, but, yeah, the the deadline is going to be very interesting. It was already very interesting before Acuna got hurt, but now it's just really up in the air of what, what's going to happen. Um, right now, according to Baseball Reference and their um, projection model for playoff percentage of what teams are going to make, what teams are not, they give the Braves a 24% chance, which is higher than it has been. And uh, when, I, when I checked today, I was a bit surprised that it was even that high, you know, because my personal percentage will probably be like, like barely above 10, maybe low, below 15, somewhere in that range. Um, without without Acuna, but 24% is pretty generous, I'd say. But, you know, the division the is still a mess, and the, the Mets aren't world eaters or anything. They can be caught, but it's going to be a lot more hard now without Ron Acuna. Um, so that'll do it for um, the Acuna stuff and um, most of the trade deadline and um, all-star break stuff. After the all-star break, um, at, at when, they, when the Braves start playing games again, probably next week's episode, or the week after, either one. Um, I'll probably do a trade deadline preview uh, just to see, probably probably the week after, so the Braves have a week of games under their belt to see how they look and see if there's any chance that they're buying. But, um, you know, either if they're buying or selling, whichever one I think, I'll do a little preview of who they could sell or who they could potentially buy. It really just depends on how how um, well they play um, in, the, in the first week after the, the break, really. Um, they also have a really huge stretch of games from um, July 26th to the 29th. They play the Mets five times in New York. They have a doubleheader on that Monday, the 26th, and then they have three games after that all in New York. So that's going to pretty much decide the season, honestly. I mean, if the Braves go 4-1 and one right there, they're probably right in the mix of the NL East and um, probably only like a game or two back if they you know have a really good series there. But... Like I said, the Braves have a really tough schedule out of the All-Star break. Immediately after, it's a homestand, but it's a tough one. Three games against Tampa, who are very good, and then three games against um, the San Diego Padres, who are also really good. Um, the Braves also don't have an off day after the All-Star break until August 2nd, so you know a very large stretch of games. After, after they play them, the Padres at home, they go on the road for nine straight uh, against the Phillies for four, and then the Mets, like I said, for five. And then they have um, Milwaukee for three, um, right at the trade deadline. So that's a that's a stretch of 18 straight games for the Braves, and um, they gotta they gotta be really good over those 18 games. And all 18 of these teams, or all, all 18 of these games, except for the Phillies games, are against playoff teams. So 14 of the 18 against playoff teams, and then the Phillies aren't a pushover either. The, I think the Phillies are actually ahead of the Braves in the standings at the moment. So. Yeah, it's gonna to be tough for for the Braves for sure, but um, we will see what's kind of that what's gonna happen with that, and um, we'll get into the deadline stuff in a couple weeks from now. See if the Braves are buying or selling or staying put. So we'll get into that later. But for now, we'll get into the game action of this week. 
Um, all in all, it was a disappointing week for the Braves. Um, they started off this week in Pittsburgh against the last place Pirates, and they lost the first two games of the series um, by scores of 11-1 to and 2-1. to um, Both very painful losses. Game two was more painful um, just because of the uh, method that the Braves cho- chose to lose this game. But, uh, yeah, game one, they just got their doors blown off of them. Uh, Max Freed was not very good. Didn't have a very good outing at all. Um, Braves actually led this game one to nothing, but gave up 11 unanswered. Freed wasn't good. Bullpen wasn't good. Braves couldn't hit. And, um, yeah, we're on to game two now. Braves couldn't hit again. And uh, they lose this game two to one. And uh, they actually got walked off on on a walk-off, bases-loaded walk given up by Tyler Matzik. And he came in to pitch the ninth inning, and um, he walked three batters, didn't record an out. and uh, Three batters and a hit, didn't record an out, and, yeah, didn't have any command of anything, didn't know where anything was going. And that uh, brought in the game-winning run, and they lose 2-1. to one. And at this point, it's just like, oh, my God, what are you doing? It's It's the Pirates. They're not good. Um, like we're just really blowing an opportunity here, which I felt the same way. But after these two games, I said hey, the Braves have to win out until the break. They got to win these next four games. Um, so they got off to a good start after I said that because they win game three and salvage the series in Pittsburgh, 14-3. to uh, Drew Smiley had a bit of a rough start in the first inning, gave up three runs, but he settled in, went four, sh- four scoreless after that. Um, just another, a pretty good outing from him. You'll take five innings, three earned runs from him. Um, and that's all the Braves would give up. They would, uh, they scored one in the first. They gave up the three to Pittsburgh at the bottom of the first, and then they scored 13 unanswered runs, and they won the game 14 to three. Um, Ronald Acuna, three for five. He had three hits. Freddie had two hits. Adrianza had two hits. Austin Riley had two hits. Uh, offense really exploded. Dansby had three hits. Uh, they scored five runs in the sixth. They scored seven runs in the eighth. Um, Acuna homered. Almonte homered, you know, just uh, really, um, just really let their frustrations out on Pittsburgh in this one after just a frustrating first two games, and uh, then they had the day off Thursday after the Pittsburgh series to travel to Miami to face the Marlins, and they took Game One against Miami five to nothing, uh, just a really solid win. Uh, the Braves have really been feast or famine this year. They've really only been having these huge outbursts of runs or barely scoring any. Just seeing them win a game like 5 and nothing in like a happy medium was really nice to see. Uh, Charlie Morton pitched awesome. He went seven innings pitched, zero earned runs, seven punch outs, only two hits, only two walks. So really impressive outing from him. Uh, Freddie homered in the first inning of this one, make it one to nothing. Ozzy had a double. Osterall had a triple. Arcia had an RBI double. Dansby had a hit. You know, everybody was really getting involved in this one. They really spread their runs out thoroughly throughout the game. So, really solid win for the Braves, and they um, did it again on Saturday. Win 5-4. to four. Max Free got the start. Uh, this was the Ronald Acuna injury game, which was um, – I didn't get to watch any of this game, actually. I, I didn't know that Acuna got hurt until I checked my phone after I was done driving this day. But the Braves did win the game after the Acuna injury. Uh, Max Freed started again. Wasn't great, but um, was better than he was in Pittsburgh. It was five innings pitched, three earned runs, uh, five strikeouts. Not great. You look, you expect a little bit better from Max, but still not horrible. Um, Freddie homered again in this one. Um, he also had an RBI single. Dansby had an RBI double. 
Um, you know, the the Marlins threatened in the ninth inning of this one. You know, they did score a run to make it five to four against Will Smith, but he was able to hold them off. And the Braves do get the win five to four. So at this point, the Braves won three straight games going into Sunday, but they just took a massive loss with the Ronald Acuna injury as they head into Game Three and looking for the sweep. And they almost fulfilled my request of winning out before the break and winning four straight, but that did not happen. They lose seven to four on Sunday. Uh, Pablo Lopez was on the mound for the Marlins. This was his first start since um, he got ejected after throwing one pitch his last start in Atlanta against the Braves. And um, I guess I got him fired up because he started the game out with a perfect nine up, nine down, and he struck out everybody. Nine straight strikeouts to start the game. And that was the MLB record. Um, so, yeah, just uh, pretty crazy stuff that happened there. Um, but a perfect stat line through three innings for him. He did, uh, he did cool off. Um, after the Braves got through the lineup again, he didn't strike out another batter, actually, after he struck out nine straight, but he did finish three more innings. He goes six innings pitched, three earned runs, nine strikeouts, to give up a homer uh, to Dansby. Um, Ian Anderson had probably his worst start of the year, but um, I think it was somewhat injury-related. He goes two and, two and a third innings pitched, four earned runs, five walks, and that was the main thing. He had no command in this game whatsoever. He had no idea where the ball was going. Um, you could just see that was very evident after the game. Um, he said that he had felt some fatigue in his in his shoulder. Um, Snit said that they're going to take a look at it. And uh, he said that a stint on the IL is probably just going to happen either way, even, even if it's like a serious in, if it's this somewhat of an injury or if um, it's just fatigue. He'll probably just have a stint on the IL regardless, probably just to skip him for a start just to get his arm back. But hopefully it's just fatigue and hopefully it's not another injury. Because Ian's been really good. He was bad on Sunday, but he's probably been the best, consistently best pitcher on the team for the entire season. And losing him, you know, the Braves just cannot afford to lose anybody at this point. Um, yeah. So they, uh, they they need Ian, and they need him to be good. So hopefully give, have him skip a start. You know, you got the all-star break to get, get some rest. But if you can skip a start after that, too, just some real extra rest for him. And um, hopefully he'll get back and get back to his – normal performance which has been very good this year like i said so yep that that brings us into the all-star break um in the all-star game the braves did have three all-stars playing um only two now because ronald was the starting center fielder for the all-star team but he will not be playing now obviously he did say that he's still going to travel to denver and be there um, because he said that the fans voted him in he wanted to be there for the fans which is very admirable of ronald um, especially with all that he's going through right now with his, the ACL and all that. He has every excuse in the world to not go to Colorado. But he's going to go. Um, Freddie and Ozzy will also be there. Freddie is the starting first baseman for the Braves. Ozzy is a reserve, so he'll get in the game eventually uh, for a pinch hit appearance. So I'm excited for those two guys. Um, this is Freddie's fourth or third straight All-Star game. Um, that there's been All-Star game because there wasn't one last year. Uh, getting the starting nod again. This is Ozzy's second, and it's also Ronald's second All-Star game. So good for all those guys. Going to be rooting for them in Denver. Um, not a huge All-Star game guy, but I'll always root for the Braves players and for them to you know, have a, have a little nice moment in the game. Um, no one in the home run derby for the Braves. Um, past two years, past two derbies, rather, they've had participants. They had Freddie back in uh, 2019. 
and um, Ronald you know, in 2018, and Acuna did in 2019. But uh, no home run derby participants this year for the Braves. So that's about it for what's going on with them and uh, the all-star game festivities that will go on over the week. Um, yep, it kind of sucks that the first only Braves podcast was a really, really a sucky one because of the Acuna stuff. Um, but hopefully that the Braves can um, run off a good streak of games out of the break and um, maybe just force force management to buy for this team and um, go go on, a, go on a nice run and can rally around this Acuna injury and um, just grow closer as a team and get things back on the right track. But um, I'm not going to bet on it. It's just, a, it's just a hope of mine at this point. So hopefully they can, they can string something together here and um, make some significant run down the stretch of this season. Um, all right, so that'll do it for this episode. Um, I'll be back next Tuesday. So we'll discuss the Tampa Bay series and game one of the San Diego series next Tuesday when I'll be on. And if there's any other news, which I'm sure there will be something um, somewhat newsworthy that comes out from now until then. So if you made it this far, I appreciate you listening, and I will see you all in the next one.